0: This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community, inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. a powerful song. Thank you, Daniel, for leading us this morning. Good morning. My name is Joe Merrick. I'm the lead pastor here at Journey, and I am thrilled that you are here with us today. Thank you. Thank you uh, for being here. If this is maybe your first time, I want to encourage you. uh, Really, I want to encourage everyone to reach into the seat back in front of you, and there you're going to find one of these connect cards uh, a Connect card is a great way for you to introduce yourself to Journey Church, uh, to share a prayer request, a decision you've made, some other piece of information you want us to have. Uh, and so we want to encourage everybody, uh, at least one person from every family, to fill that out. If you're new and you fill that out, put your address on it, we would love to send you uh, something special in the mail this week. Just a small thank you. Uh, for your courage to be here with us. I want to take a moment, pray for us, and then we're going to jump right in today. God, thank you so much for the morning that we have had already. As we just pause and we think about uh, some of the songs that we have sung about your power and your glory, God, about our desperate need for you, for your grace, for your love for us. God, we know you don't hold that back. You shower it on us. And this morning, we just thank you for that. God, we pray for every person here that we are hungry to learn about you, hungry to to learn what you have to teach us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, welcome to week number one of our series entitled Overbooked. And as you might have guessed, this is all about kind of how we have this tendency to cram so many things into our schedule to be overburdened, to be busy, So many of us feel the increased demands at work, the increased demands at home. So many of us are trying to uh, juggle calendars and schedules and activities with the kids, with the family. Sometimes we're scheduled out days, weeks in advance with hardly a moment just to breathe. But even more than the sheer number of tasks, than the sheer number of things we try and put on the calendar, have you noticed how busyness distracts you? Have you felt exhausted from running from one activity to the next, to the next, going, 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 and then you kind of get to the end of the day and you're frustrated because you don't feel like you got very far. You were hurried, you were busy, but you weren't very productive. I felt all of those feelings and more. I'm guessing that you have to. When I was thinking about this topic of busyness, I thought about how many conversations I have with people. Conversations, I'm guessing, that you have where you say, how's it going? Good, just busy. Just really busy. It's just such a natural response that kind of comes out of our mouth before we even think about it. I've been trying to catch myself in conversations where I feel tempted just to say, oh, just busy. Because I've come to kind of this conviction as of late that busy is oftentimes code. For living life at such a fast pace, living it so quickly that I rarely stop and think about where all this busyness is taking me. Where all this busyness is taking me or my family, not reflecting on where life is actually going. Busy does that to us, keeps us from pausing. Keeps us from pausing and asking that important question. All right, I'm moving really fast. I have lots of things on the calendar. I'm doing lots of things. Where are these things taking me? Where are these things taking my family? Is it taking me the places I want to go? Is it bringing me closer to God or further away? When we live life so fast, so busy that we don't pause and ask that question. I don't think that's how I want to live my life. I also don't think it's how God wants us to live our life. We see that many times in Scripture. But one that came to mind this week was Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We could talk about a lot of patterns of this world. But I think we could all agree that one of the dominant patterns of this world is to be busy. Right? To be busy running after things. To be running after popularity. To be running after wealth. To be running after power. And to be so active in that, to be so busy in that, that we don't even realize that when we're running to those things, so often we're running away. From other things that we say that we want. Running away from God Himself. For God wants us to be and to go. The other verse, or the other part of that verse that just kind of pops out at me is the renewing of our minds. Renewing of our minds. To me, that means we gotta break out of this cycle of busyness. This cycle of selfishness. And we have to pause and ask that tough question. Where is all this taking me to? Is it bringing me closer to God? Further away. To help us kind of dig into this idea of busyness some more. I want us to take just a moment this morning and watch a video of a woman who realized she had a busyness problem.
1: As a culture, we are addicted to adrenaline. We go, go, go. We do, do, do. And it's as if the more we have on our to-do list, the more important we are. But I don't believe that this is a healthy way to live. We've got to stop this madness of just going in this, you know, frantic, busy lifestyle. But I know this all too well because this is me. And it was illustrated so clearly to me not too long ago. I was at the lake with my family in Arkansas. Every year we go as an extended family, we go to the lake. And um, my whole family loves water sports. And I didn't get that gene, apparently. And so I would just much rather just stay up in the cabin and read my book. But my husband had rented jet skis and he said, I'd really love for you to go with me. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go with you. He said, wait up in the cabin and um, let's get the kids settled with Grandma and then come down and meet me at the dock in five minutes. So I waited, got everybody settled, came down to the dock, and he wasn't there. And I thought, oh, he's probably just around the bend. You know, we'll just keep, just wait a little while. I'm sure he's coming. I waited for five minutes. Waited for ten minutes and he didn't come and he didn't come. Finally, I sat down and I was trying so hard to be patient. But I realized, you know, I never just sit. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have a book. I didn't have anything. And I realized at that point, I don't know how to do quiet. I don't know how to. And as a result of that, I've really tried to implement two habits that have made a big difference in my life now. Long story short, my husband finally did come 45 minutes later, and there had been a problem. They had to go get more gas in the jet skis, and then there was a mechanical problem. He felt awful about it, so bless his heart, it wasn't anything of his fault. But it was a good lesson for me. So, the two habits that I am learning to implement in my life so that I stop being so addicted to dr- adrenaline is make time. You have to make time for what's important. You don't just wake up, jump out of bed, and it's just gonna happen that you're gonna slow down and save your life. You have to be intentional about it. You have to make time. One thing that's been so helpful for me is to take my to-do list, I'm type A, I like to write out all these to-dos, and to force myself to cross three things off the list. That's a novel idea for someone like me, to actually cross them off without doing that. But it challenges me because I have to look at my list in a completely different light and say, is this really important and i can usually always find three things that i don't have to do and that frees up time in my day and it gives me margin so that i can slow down and save her life you also have to take time again you have to be intentional about it it doesn't just happen if you want to slow down and save your life you have to be intentional there's a saying that I love and it, it says that what's in, if something's important to you you will find the time if it's not important you'll make an excuse and that is so true one thing that's been very helpful to me is to count my blessings and every morning when I wake up I write in a gratitude journal. It's just a a one-line-a-day journal. Very simple. But it forces me to really look back over the day before, to really stop and count my blessings. Think of those wonderful things that happened the day before. Because it's so easy to jump out of bed and just rush through our life and forget the wonderful things that God is doing. Forget those blessings. And so taking time to write down those blessings really helps me to slow down and save our lives.
0: Okay, not only does Crystal there give a couple concrete things to do, but she had a couple of phrases that just jumped out at me when I watched this video for the first time. In the very beginning, she says, I'm addicted. Our culture is addicted. I think she talks about adrenaline, but in the context of the video, right? Uh, Addicted to busy. We're addicted to busy. And then she talks about proof. I think she's right on here. She says, we like to show off our busyness to other people. Becomes kind of a point of pride for us, almost. And then she went on and she tells her story about her husband and how she doesn't just know how to be still and quiet. If you're anything like me, you watch this video and you at least had a moment or two where you said, you know what? Me too. Me too. I can relate to what she's talking about. I can see how I could share a story that's kind of like that, how I didn't know how to stop and be quiet, how the busyness just took over my identity and my life. What Crystal learned on the dock is something I think that we all need to learn, and that that is that our emotions are a compass. And they so often point us to some area in our life in which God is trying to teach us something. Crystal felt anxiety and frustration over a simple hiccup. And she realized in that moment that she had a busyness problem. You and I have taken just a couple of minutes today and we watched this video and so many of us i said, you know what? Me too. I can, I can see how uh, her story relates to mine. In fact, I'd like to maybe sit down at a table because I have some stories of craziness that I'd like to share with Crystal. About how I didn't know how to stop, about how busyness kind of just took over. We need to realize, like Crystal, we have a busyness problem too. Here's what's so deceptive about busyness, about the p- busyness problem we have. And it's something we just have to get in the open today, kind of expose it. And it's something that Crystal kind of helps bring out. We like to complain about our overbooked schedules, about all of the demands on us, about how many things we crammed into the weekend also kind of like to brag about them. We kind of do it backhandedly. We wear these things, this busyness, as a badge of honor. Because we think if we can show people how busy we are, that they're going to be impressed. They're going to be impressed with all that we have accomplished. They're going to be impressed with us. They're going to look up to us. We see this in lobby, lobbies of churches. We see it in uh, uh, break rooms all over the country Monday morning when people who haven't seen each other for a couple of days, they get together and they say, how are you? And, and, and people start to share all that they crammed into the last couple of days, the last week, all the projects they have going on. In one way, they're kind of complaining about it, bemoaning it, and another, they're kind of saying, look at me, look at all the responsibilities, all the things I have on my plate. I'm so important. And when we peel back the layers, when we peel back the layers of why we act like this, it's because for so many of us, We fall into the trap of getting our identity, getting our meaning, our value, our worth from our busyness. We think that somehow all the busyness will result in a satisfied life, but in reality it leaves us being chronically exhausted. It leaves us with absent workaholic parents and kids who have been so, not so suddenly taught that the only way to to earn attention and love is with grades, a paycheck, and championships. What I'm trying to get us to realize today is that. Busyness isn't just a calendar problem. Busyness isn't just, uh, I have a lot of demands placed on me and i got to balance all those out. All those things have to happen, but it's not just that kind of a problem. Busyness has a spiritual impact on you and your family. Author Mason Slater said this, about the impact. He said a life of constant overcommitment is not a sign of success. It's not something to be bragged about. It's a sign of imbalance. A sign we have put our faith, get this, this stung me when I read it, in the gospel of busyness. Instead, Of a God who dares us to trust him and be willing to rest. Today I'm not advocating laziness. God gives us work. It's part of his plan for us. It's what he wants for us. What I'm warning about. Is the constant business being continually overbooked in life has a lot more to do with where you think your value and your worth comes from than managing demands and commitments that you have. God gives us work, but He also instructs us to rest. In fact, God's so serious about it, he writes it in stone as part of the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And on it you shall do no, no work. Neither you, nor your son, or your daughter, or your manservant, your maidservant, nor your animals, nor the aliens within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And God gives us a Sabbath. He says this is so important, not just to kind of prevent burnout, not just to give us some rest, but it's this symbol for the people of God to trust him. To put their trust in God more than in their human efforts. It was about believing that no matter what is happening in this world, no matter what is happening on our schedules, God is ultimately in control. Another place we see God confront busyness in our life is Luke chapter 10. This is the story of Mary and Martha, verse 38 through 42. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. The scene has two sisters inviting Jesus to their home. A good thing. And Martha, uh, as soon as Jesus gets there, she launches into the to-do list all the things that have to be done. She's frantic trying to clean and cook and do all of these pieces. Verse 40 describes Martha as distracted. Isn't that one of the things we said in the very beginning that busyness does to us? It distracts us. Keeps us so focused on all the little things going around that we miss the big thing. We miss what's really important in life. Verses 41 and 42. Listen to what Jesus says to Martha. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. Martha is busy doing good things. And that's a challenge for so many of us today because we're busy doing good things. Mary, though, she picks what's best. She picks what's most important. Our chronic busyness distracts us. It distracts us from what is ultimately important. And it's so common, so natural. We don't even give it a second thought. We don't even realize the spiritual implications that busyness has on us and our families. Because we think about what we can do with what we've learned today. About these stories of busyness, of being overbooked, being distracted this words from the 10 commandments to keep the sabbath holy this day of rest to trust in God in that way first challenge to you would be to simply do what we so often don't do when we're busy that is pause and ask the question, the, the hard question do I have a busyness problem? Do I have a busyness problem? And remember that we started talking about busyness is often code for a life lived with little or no thought about direction, where we're going, where all of this activity is taking me, my family. Do I have a busyness problem? The second question I have is if you do have a busyness problem, is it just a scheduling problem? Is it just that there are too many things to do and not enough time that there's too many uh, demands on us? Or is there something else going on? Is there a heart issue here? A spiritual layer? where you're trying to get your value, your meaning in life from how other people see you, as accomplished, as getting all of these things done? Do you feel anxiety and frustration bubble up in you again and again when it comes to trying to make all of these things work? Is it possible that that's God trying to point you to this area of life that is overbooked, that he's trying to say to you, there's a spiritual dimension here, there's a spiritual layer happening, and I want you to see it. I'm allowing you to be frustrated and discouraged because I want you to get this and not miss it. our value and our meaning in life can't come from all the things we accomplish, from all the praise maybe we get from people. It has to come, God says, from his love and grace for each of us. If you've recognized that you might not only have a busyness problem today, but there's a spiritual dimension to that busyness problem, I just want to remind you and me of God's grace. That there's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to deserve it. It's simply given to us because we are his children and he loves us. God tells us again and again in the Scriptures that that's where our identity, our meaning is to come from. So today... As we spend the last few minutes praying, if you've kind of said that to yourself, okay, not only do I have a busyness problem, but I see that there's a spiritual level to it. I see that maybe I've spent some time trying to get um, attention and uh, meaning from all the busyness around me. Because that's how the world operates around us. I want us to just spend some time dealing with that the way Jesus tells us to deal with it. And that is to repent and believe that God is big enough, that He loves us enough to handle whatever comes into our life. We pray with me today. God, this is a room full of busy people people who have uh, lots and lots of demands at work, lots and lots of demands at home, and we're trying to dump it all onto a calendar, and so many times we feel the pressure of there not being enough slots in the day to get all the things done, all the things done that we want to, that we know that you want us to. And God, it's so natural, so easy for us to live in that busy cycle and to never pause. Never pause and ask, where's all this busyness taking me? Is it bringing me closer to you? God, we pray that that is the answer. I pray that's the answer that that becomes on everyone's heart today. Or is all this busyness a distraction that pulls me away from you? God, we ask, we repent. Of all the time that we have spent trying to gain value and meaning in our life by showing people all the things that we have accomplished. When nothing that we accomplish is greater than you simply loving us. God, something significant and spiritual happens in us when we say, You know what? Your love for me is more important than all the things that I could accomplish, all the things that I could do. God, That that's powerful when it comes to looking at our calendar and wondering where our worth comes from. God, my prayer is that all across this room, every one of us begin to believe that you are enough, that we don't need to strive try and add more and more pressure to our lives. Because your love for us is our greatest accomplishment. Let that work in our hearts, God. Let that change how we look at our calendar and our schedule and all the demands that come at us this week.